Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Jeff Norcross, in for Dave Miller. The little town of Butte Falls could easily be overrun if a major wildfire breaks out nearby. The town of about 430 people sits right in the middle of an ocean of pine and fir trees in southern Oregon. The forest has been stressed by drought and choked with wildfire fuel. The timber companies have been retreating from these forests for decades, so it was clear that if the city of Butte Falls wanted to clean up the surrounding forest, they'd have to do it themselves. The town has purchased about 400 acres of surrounding private timberland. They don't plan to log it. Instead, they'll work to restore it to a more natural wildfire-resistant state and open it up for tourism. Here to talk more about the Butte Falls Community Forest Project is the town mayor, Trish Callahan. Mayor Callahan, welcome to Think Out Loud. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate being here. Where did this idea to actually buy the land and manage it from the town come from? Um, Actually, our past mayor, Linda Spencer was instrumental in um, starting this project. Uh, She was in a meeting and it was attended by Alex Campbell, which was from Regional Solutions, which works out of the um, governor's office. And she kind of brought up the idea that we would really like to purchase land around our town for fire resilience, as well as purchase the falls that we have our namesake for. So Alex, He just stated, you know, maybe that will happen. So we got uh, Trust for Public Lands became part of our group and governor's office. And we managed to be able to negotiate a contract with Weyerhaeuser to purchase 430 acres. And that was back in uh, 2019 when we started this. Yeah, Weyerhaeuser, uh, the timber company, owned this land before. When they were first approached by you and your, and your town to uh, to purchase the land from them and manage it in this way, what was their reaction? Uh, they would they did not want to even talk to us in the beginning. Linda was very persistent for probably almost a year. She would call and um, try to set an appointment to be able to come in and even talk about some of the plans that we had in Weyerhaeuser just wouldn't listen to us. And so finally, like I say, with um, Alex Campbell, he was also a huge help by getting us in with the Trust for Public Lands. And that's where the negotiations came from, is that um, Kristen Kervick, she was the one that uh, contacted Weyerhaeuser and negotiations started. Mm. So in other words, you had all these partners and that gave you a little more negotiating muscle with the company? Absolutely. And um, about halfway through the negotiations, we came up with the 430 acres and we were going to purchase that land for $1,150,000. And uh, so we had to search out grants and look for for donors that would participate. And with kind of just the word of mouth, all of us traveling around, we had so many people that were interested in our project that we ended up uh, getting donors, the US Forest Service, um, Oregon Legislature, Ford Foundation, Gordon Elwood Foundation, 
Doris Duke Foundation, hmm. and Medford Water Commission all donated money to be able to help us purchase this land. Why do you think they did that? Why were they so interested in helping you with this project? You know, Butte Falls is a, a little small community, like, like you said. We have about 420, 25 people. And we had gone through the Open Chain Fire in 2020. And everybody was searching for ways that we could come up with how do we become more resilient to fire and not be able to have our town burn down like some of the places in California has had and other communities all over the country. And I think with our idea of trying to make a community where we would have a, an innovative approach to be able to do a stewardship for our forest lands and any remote communities that might be interested in, in seeing what we were doing, that we would try to become with a, maybe even develop a stable forest um, community and try to encourage the development of forest research and knowledge. And I think people got interested in how would you do that? So that's that's kind of how we got the start in that one. As we mentioned, the Weyerhaeuser Timber Company owned this land previously. When was the last time they actually used this land for that purpose? It was part of the negotiations was within 2019 to 2022 that they still had the rights to be able to remove some of the wood and trees that were on the property. So they wanted to get probably um, 150 acres still with wood that was on that property. So just up until our contract runs out at the end of this year. So they still have some areas that they are logging. At the end of the year, this contract is is over and Weyerhaeuser is, is, is off. What, what's that? that? Well, it, at the end of the end of the year, the contract is over and then Weyerhaeuser is out of the forest? That is correct. In fact, they sold the um, our contract that we were doing. They sold it to another company, and they would they continued uh, to be able to support us. And they ended. Let's see, it was Shipping the Chinook, if I remember correctly, is the the forest management company that they honored the agreement that we had with Weyerhaeuser. When this idea was first proposed. You know, what kind of a reaction around town did people hear? Um, we had a, a really good reaction. People were excited to think that we had the opportunity to be able to manage our own destinies, basically. Um, we were going to be able to, um, all the ladder fuels that would, um, undergrowth, underbrush that is under all these trees, they would be able to clean all of those areas out, um, be able to build roads that would um, or fire breaks that would stop the fires from possibly coming because that open chain fire came within about a quarter mile of our town hmm. and we had our local timber workers loggers ranch owners they were the ones that fought that fire off they worked day and night for four or five days just trying to to save the town and we had other um, four service people that came from all over the country that finally did come up and help us with it also. But um, the community was just really involved 
everybody was on board and the idea of being able to manage our own forest was um, very important to this community. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with the town of Butte Falls in southern Oregon. The town has bought a ring of surrounding forest land and will make it less fire prone. Trish Callahan is the Butte Falls mayor. Mayor Callahan, let's get some specifics about what you'll actually do in the forest land to reduce the wildfire risk. What's the work that needs to happen out there? Uh, we are already in the processes of clearing out some of the, the latter fuels that are surrounding some of the areas, and that reduces the, um, the possibility of, of fires. That way it, it stays under control that way. Like you say, again, the breaks that we are trying to create in order to not allow the fires to come in. We're thinning trees um, in the forest to be able to get rid of the, the smaller trees um, to actually, and that's going to help to try to create better canopies for our trees. And hopefully our whole destiny with this is to have a carbon conscious and make sure that we could end up with a old growth forest is what we are we are hoping for. Hmm. Butte Falls, the actual falls that give the town its name is in this tract that you bought. What's going to happen with them? That is an exciting process that we're doing. We're working with um, another partner, which is the National Parks and Recreation. And um, Bree Truden is the lady that we are working with, and they are going to design a park area for us down there. And we've been working on this for probably almost 10 months to a year now. And the falls will be have a, a new overlook that goes over to be able to walk out on, um, picnic on. It'll have trails that are going to tie into to BLM property. And um, fences, of course, will go around it for safety. And kind of, if you want to have a wedding, then we'll be able to have areas that that will happen. Sooner or later, we want to build for day use for um, maybe even overnight camping in the future. Uh, we have plans to put in an archery course. We've got a design that is for um, a bike park. So that way the kids will be able to ride their bikes in these areas. Um, We've got the possibility of the, the railroad coming in, and that will be good for having our railroad enthusiasts that love to come and do recreational things there and ride the train. And that'll take us down to our historical cemetery, and trails will be built around there also. And it just kind of um, creates some economic growth as well as some uh, recreation for people that would love to get out into the woods. Yeah, so it seems like you're you're opening up get, opening up this land to tourists in a way that just wasn't possible before. Um, that is correct. But of course, you know, tourists bring dangers as well, especially when it comes to wildfire, when they bring their cigarettes or their fireworks or their campfires. So if the idea here is to mitigate fire risk around the town, why open it up to tourists? Um, tourism is, is one of those things that, you know, that can be very controversial. Uh, we do have a few of our community people that do worry about that. We've got um, 
just the whole future for Butte Falls is going to have to be to keep us alive is to be able to have the recreation where we do bring people into town. And our community understands that is that we don't really have many resources up here um, for that type of development. We do have our own water bottling plant that comes out of Ginger Springs. And so we have that that business that's up here. Um, so I think that uh, either way, our community is is going to look forward to having new people come in. Um, a few years ago, we had um, Cycle Oregon that came and spent a weekend, and uh, they parked. They made the the baseball field was um, and our high school football field was used with people were camping out, and that just brought so much energy and excitement into the town um, the restaurants flourished and it was just a great it, it gave the community something to look forward to we have our fourth of july's that we celebrate with and this brings people up to butte falls from ashland and klamath falls and so we do have a little bit of tourism but this will help to with the economic development of our community as well. Let's talk about oversight a little bit. There's going to be a new forest commission there in the city to, you know, monitor the forest and make sure all of your goals are being met. Are they going to answer directly to you? How, how are they accountable? Uh, this is, we developed um, a governance um, structure ourselves. We named it the Butte Falls Community Forest Commission. And what that does is that consists of seven commissioners and we started with a forest administrator. And what this gentleman does is he's the one that wrote up our complete project action plan for the community itself. He deals with the government, um, any kind of contracts that would come that way. He helps to look for funding for us. Uh, then we have a forest manager and he's local. And what he does is he manages all of the other people that are involved in this community forest. And we've got seven different commissioners. And we've so we've broken that up into specific areas. So parks and recreation, the economic development, we've got a forest garden, uh, education and research, and that's in with our natural resource center, which is through our school, and that's a development for education and learning for students, and that will be opened up for um, other communities to be able to be involved in that. Um, we've got marketing and communication is another one of our commissioners. Uh, then we have a special projects commissioner and that's for when the railroad comes in or any other kind of projects that we may have that um, we can think of down the line you know this is a this is a the whole future of what the town is and we've created ordinances and what that does is that gives us the power to be able to um, bring to our city council and the city council is the one that will make the final decisions on everything. So it's not only me, it's our community forest commission yeah. and the city council yeah. will be in charge of this. And this will give us our duties and the procedures that we go through. Okay. You've obviously put in a lot of work on this 400 acres that you've bought, but uh, that is correct. depending on how it goes, could you maybe see yourself buying more land, more forest and adding to the community forest? 
Um, this is, um, <laughs> that's a good question. Be careful that, what you I wish for. I'm gonna leave, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave that one to, to uh, the next people that are in line for the second generation of uh, community forest commissioners. Okay, well, one question. Um, for okay. other communities that might be thinking about doing this too, for buying the land around them just to, just to help out their wildfire mitigation efforts, wh- what's your advice to them? You know, I would say make sure that you have got um, the understanding of your community, which is going to have to participate in this and and stand behind you. Uh, You also really need to partner with people like the um, Forest Service, um, ODF. All of those people are so well-trained in the things that they do for the safety and the growth of our forest. So just partner with people that um, that know how to do these things. And we were just lucky enough that we had so much interest in us that um, we have been partnered with Governor Brown's office was one of our biggest um, contributors. Um, we had Senator Jeff Merkley and Senator Golden. We had BLM, which is um, very much close. We work very closely with them, U.S. Forest Service. We have Bill Thorndike of Medford Fabrication um, in Oregon Solutions, Regional Solutions, uh, Trust for Public Lands, hmm. uh, Representative Breeze Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um We've got just a lot of people with a lot of knowledge that can help us to be able to find funding, but just find people that are knowledgeable about this and you will succeed. Excellent. Mayor Callahan, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Jeff. Trish Callahan is the mayor of Butte Falls, Oregon.